It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Cancel preseason. <laughs> not really. Not really cancel it, but man, you got to stop charging for this shit, guys. This is, woo. I love evaluating everybody. It's We're going to do that today. John Barcher, James Seltzer, after a, a very long night of Philadelphia sports up oh, and downs, my friend. So buddy. Lots of things to talk about. Go check out the High Hopes podcast. They had to re-record that last night. <laughs> Bryce Harper, I love you. Charlie Manny, I love you. Gabe yeah. Kapler, I love you. How yeah, about that? I love, I'll throw the, that I yeah. love the whole team. Love it all. I, I Long night, worth it. Now I'm ready to talk yes. to birds. I'm, I'm in a very good mood, minus the fact that I'm so tired I can barely <laughs> yes. keep my eyes open. <laughs> uh, thank you again to Sunset Social last Ooh. night. It is phenomenal. Un- like, unbelievable, it's this unbe- place. Not, like, guys, like, no joke. I like, got home and talked to Emily. We already em- got paid. The check yeah, already cleared. Home- it's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I got home and talked to Emily and was like, so when we move into this new building, yep. we're hanging there all yeah. the time. Because yeah. she works near there, too. I was like, this yeah. place is amazing. I uh, I told uh, Carrie, I was just like, we are going there Saturday. It's awesome. It is awesome. It's a really great time. Funny stories about that coming your way, too. Uh, a little, little, little inside baseball. Uh, and thank you to uh, Classic Jeff, Brian Coulter, for yes. hanging out and stopping that by. Was it was a lot cool. of fun. Uh, but let's get uh, into it here. This is this is what I want to keep coming back to, okay? And people try to keep knocking me off of the whole quarterback thing, and Cody Kessler is going to be fine, and obviously... I have this now second guy that has gotten injured, and I'm still going to critique his play, even though he got a concussion last night. Cody <laughs> Kessler's not good, yeah. okay? Yes. You know, he didn't – I mean, he threw four passes, so what What? What am I really judging here? But the three three of them were bad, you know? Like, it wasn't <laughs> – uh, and, and You're that saying always a 25% yeah. rate on good oh, passes is not good, yes, John? Is yeah, that that's not, okay. not great. Good and now guess what we're talking about? Oh, they have to bring in a veteran quarterback. Well, they could have done that. It's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. And you could have done that a week ago. You could have had another body in here. I'm, uh, I'm is the silver lining. Clayton Thorson does get a lot of time, and <laughs> a lot of thank time. goodness that it was. It did look like nerves. You know, I mean, yeah, there's still he, a very long way to go with him. But he looked much better. Much than better. Game much so better. That was happy. Yeah, but he made some nice throws. Um, this is um, 
this is weird, you know. Like the, you, you've it's and this is part of part of the canceling preseason thing uh, that's happening here. I mean, you know, Sudfeld goes down now. You got Cody Kessler with concussion protocol, who probably won't be ready to go for or cleared for practice until late Thursday, and probably won't be able to play again. So. They have to bring somebody in, though. Yeah, they don't have a choice just for an arm in practice with the Ravens coming to town for the joint practice. They're going to have to get another body in here. I don't think Greg Ward's going to be playing quarterback in practice. Well, that trick or anything play, like that. What, the, what an arm. Yeah, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, look, John, I, and it's it's something that we I feel like we've been building to and building to, but we are at the point where the preseason's a joke. It's just, it's a yes, joke it's now. A joke. It's a joke. And for all the people who say they want Wentz to play because they want him to get reps and all that, Fuck that. Like, <laughs> if you need any more evidence that Carson Wentz should yeah. not step on the field in a meaningless game, we've got it the last two games when both fucking quarterbacks have gotten hurt. Yeah. All right? So, done with that talk. And if you're not going to have guys play, and ultimately guys don't really, like, look, yes, the first month of the season might be a touch sloppier. The first game of the season, probably a lot sloppier. Whatever. I will take that to not have to watch this drag this slop and also just to not all I watch these games for and yes like we'll get to the people we evaluate and that yeah. part is fun and you know any football is better than no football for us the fans but man all I do when I watch these games is say don't get hurt don't get hurt don't get hurt don't get hurt and that, that's not fun it's put, not fun yeah, to watch football that way put red jerseys on all the QBs like this is every preseason game great should, idea actually should transfer over to these joint practice situations, yes. you have scrimmages, it's you have situations. Point. Like That's what people want to work on. Mm-hmm. If you can Let dig- fans come down there yes. and check out a practice when everyone's there instead of going to a freaking preseason game, you know, whatever. Like, whatever it takes, but man. And how much cooler would it be, because I know that fans kind of go back and forth with the whole open practice thing here in right. Philly, but if you made all of those preseason games $10 tickets yes. for open scrimmages. For like an open scrimmage. Yeah, and oh, you could take, yeah, God. like it would, it would it sell it would out, it would be fun. fun. It would yeah. be more fun. It right. would be more fun. We don't, people don't want to pay to go watch Cody Kessler or Clayton Thorson right. be quarterback, and they don't want to go watch third and fourth stringers who, yes, like it is important for these guys to make teams. There are reasons for these games still yes. that do matter. Absolutely. Like, as we've talked about, the Nate Brown Award winner will be super happy that they had preseason because that's how they're going to make this football yeah. team. But that doesn't mean that it's a good product for the fans, and it certainly doesn't mean that it's smart to put guys who are going to be key players for your team out there during preseason. And it really makes it a situation where, when that's the case, like what what motivation do coaches have to play their guys if guys just keep getting hurt? None. None whatsoever. At, at least you'll get to see, like, Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard on roots and like working on things like yes. we're able to see and and I I think that would be cool for the fans like you're not giving them anything and and it clears out and I know it's Jacksonville and it probably looks like that <laughs> most years anyway mm-hmm. when it clears out and but um it, it, you know everybody was was gone and then the rain and everything it's just by by the time that the second quarter ends everybody's kind of gone and this is my sticking point here I want you guys to go back and rewatch the game if you can. And if you think that I'm being Suffer through too it. hard on Cody Kessler for four passes, go look at Minshew from Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm an undrafted you. quarterback yeah. who was, you know, or I don't know if he was undrafted, but you know, that's played with that's, some Utsba. That's a Mike Mike Leach guy that yeah. came from an air raid system that just like fuck it, I'm just gonna go and, and come throwing the ball and all there. that. Yeah, I agree. And Magoo later on, Magoo, Magoo, <laughs> Magoo had some fire. Magoo was like. In a preseason game in the up. fourth quarter, getting first downs, throwing the arm out. It's like, all right, buddy. And that's why, like, I'm still. I know it sounds ridiculous, but if uh, if Greg Ward can't make this team as a six wide receiver, 
put him as QB three. Like, a, <laughs> I, and I'm not well, at kidding. Least if nothing else is a versatile. We- I yeah. do think that that does help Greg Ward's chances to be our Nate Brown Award winner in the sense that, and obviously had that nice touchdown last night. He's had a yeah. good camp, good preseason. After a couple, like Greg Ward's been one of those guys the last couple of years has been very close to making this roster. Yeah. One of the last cuts you would think. And I think that, especially after Press Taylor came out earlier this offseason, talked about how he thinks the the next thing in the NFL is multiple passers, is yeah. multiple guys on the field who could throw the ball. I think with that in mind, with the idea that Greg can just give you more than another wide receiver, I think that really does, and QB3, Maybe a little aggressive, but I don't like. I get it, and if yeah. nothing else, especially for a team like the Eagles, who almost always only has two quarterbacks up on game days, it would make a lot of sense to have a guy in your roster who theoretically, in a pinch, could step in there and also could do different stuff for you, and and you know, take a pass and throw it, or or yeah. you know, run type of different plays, trick plays, or whatever. So I do think that specifically right now it really helps his chances to make the roster. And like you know, it would be a. And, and let me just say this about Greg Ward: I love him, man. Like this is. A guy that, you know, a, a couple of years ago came in and you looked and you go, man, that guy has not been playing wide receiver f- ever in college, you know, or at least I'm pretty sure never in college. He might have flipped a, flipped once, but uh, I like he's got it, you know, like he has all of that stuff down. I really if he if he doesn't end up on a roster this year, he has to end up on a roster somewhere. Yeah, he's come so far along from. Those those first couple of uh, years, even during training camp, he's making incredible uh, catches. I still think I have a video of his first year here uh, and making one-handed catches in the in, during red zone drills and things like that. Greg Ward deserves to be on an NFL roster somewhere. Somebody that is hurting for wide receivers, he's in. He could easily fit in a four-five-six role, oh, like somewhere. that Jaguars team we watched. Like last that night. Jaguars team we watched last night, he absolutely could land there, uh, and. Uh, yeah, it's just I I don't know what the Eagles are going to do. No one's going to be really excited. No one's going to be excited. Let me get that straight about whatever quarterback that they do eventually bring in here. But they need a body and they need it quickly. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, Greg Ward, yeah, like we said, a fantastic game last night. My biggest winner from last night, though, James, Big V. Ooh, buddy! Wow, yeah, he was great, man. Wow, what yeah. a what a good performance by him uh, after. You know, a lot of lot of shakiness. Uh, I would say in the in the first game there, I thought him and Jordan Mailata had the the games of the night last night. They they were really really good, really in sync. Um, not uh, allowing Clayton Thorson's bark to to get those guys off sides a couple of times and reacting to it. Um, this is always you know my philosophy on. If you play center, you can probably play guard, mm-hmm. and if you're only a center, you can't play tackle. If you're a, a tackle, you can definitely play can guard, definitely and not all guards guard. can play tackle. Yeah. So that's kind of like, I think you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> and, and and this is another prime example of it. Big V moving in there, he doesn't have to worry. To I mean, listen, there's a reason why offensive tackles are incredibly value in this in this league and offensive line in general. Guards are easier to replace. There's just less to worry about technique wise yep. because you're just doing that thing and the thing that stood out to me most about Jordan Mailata uh, not only in pass protection where the the technique looked a lot better from uh, week one uh, you got to see him in space this time and you got to see him maul some dudes and I just I want him in that role so bad you know like uh, really helping uh, on the cutback with Miles Sanders and and Big V was in on that too just uh, both of those guys I thought turned in really really good games last night yeah I'm with you I I thought they were both really impressive and 
that's what you want to see from those guys. Obviously, my lot. Hearing this Texans, by yeah, the way. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with my lot, you know, obviously we had Howard Askin on the midday show yesterday, and he said a hundred percent that my lot will be on the team. Yep. And again, still see what happens. But I thought there was a very strong endorsement from someone who certainly knows people in that building and all that. Um, and I thought Mylotta really showed up last night. And I've thought he's going to make the team just from the fact that I think he's an asset, he's athletic, he's talented, and he's picking it up really quickly. But it takes time. Yes. I'm not expecting yep. him to be a major contributor in, in the near future. But I thought what we've seen from him to date, it's really unbelievable how far he's come. Yeah, and it's and just... Big V, man, what a, what a piece to have. Like, yeah. for, for In terms of O-line depth, and obviously at the start of the season, who knows, with Brandon and all that, to have a guy you can move inside and outside and who looks like he can play guard, like... That, as we talked about, is a, and, and also, again, I know I, I say it all the time and it sounds silly, but was the starting left tackle on a Super Bowl winning football team. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think to have that guy as your swing guy who can fill in at any spot, I actually yeah. think that's a, a massive advantage. And then you think about Wiz, too, all of a sudden, and then we're not even talking about how good Dillers look for the most part. Obviously, that Kessler play, there was some miscommunication yeah. on. Um, and then, and my lot of past that and all that, like, their O line is not just talented. So deep. deep. And with Peters there, that's what you want. You want with Brooks there, that's what you want. Feel really, really good about this offensive line. Except for anybody playing center other than Jason Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) Like they've tried, they've tried Ike there. Bad snaps. Woof. Got pulled. Wiz was a center. Wiz was a fucking center. Like that's what he was. It's crazy to me. And uh I thought Mike had a pretty funny too. He's like, "Yep, that's what Jacksonville remembers him playing center." I was like, "Yeah, yeah. not nah, so that you know." I it's Wiz it's, also a fucking starter in the Super Bowl for <laughs> yes, what it's worth. But. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely was. So there's that was that was not uh, not the greatest performance for him. So I would say that the the Eagles currently right now don't have a backup center. Was my only concern after like the last couple of games here. But um, yeah, just like you said, it is incredibly deep at offensive line, and uh, I don't think. Um, I don't think they should do anything about it. They don't need to, unless there's a golden opportunity there. This is the, you, 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 obviously, we've seen two quarterbacks go down. Keep everybody upright. And we know, you know how important depth on the offensive line is. Year after year, we've seen this, the importance. Again, I just talked about an offensive line that won the Super Bowl that had two backups on it by the time the Super Bowl happened. Yeah. You know, those guys were not the starters to start the season. So uh, it's so incredibly important to have depth at that spot and even more important when. One of your left tackles says your left tackle has struggled to finish games, as we oh, know, last yeah. years. And then your your true? your right guard is coming off a fucking Achilles tear in yeah. January, which is unbelievable. He's even a possibility to start the season with those types of things to have that depth. I, I not just it's great, it's imperative, it's crucial. Mm-hmm. And and we keep getting more excited like down the road when it is Andre Dillard, and then you've got there's a future still, there now. Listen, too. listen, I'm still not. You could slide Jordan Mailata in at guard once Brandon Brooks is done. If he's Lane athletic Johnson's enough still to do front. whatever, yeah, I think he's like, tall for a guard. But yeah, so is Harriman's. Like it's the same sure. thing. They're right about the same height and body build. And anyway, Jordan Mailata sings prettier, so he should play guard. That's, I, that's, think, that's I think that's, a real- that's a clearly the best analytics that I can give on that. Can I give you my winner from last night? Yeah, please. Other side of the line, Ooh. a spot where you need guys to be winners. I thought Deshaun Hall was awesome. What a fucking couple he of weeks for him. all over the My field last God. night, just making tackles, making plays. It just felt like Deshaun Hall, a guy who we know they like, you know, for, for that, you know, kind of depth line, defensive lineman type the new position. Steven Means? The new Steven Means <laughs> business. Um, I just thought I, I was really legitimately impressed. And, and like you said, he's had a great camp, had a good first preseason game. But last night, I just thought that dude was 
all over the field making plays, and I was really impressed with Deshaun Hall. And I will say as much as, you know, and man, he was abusing that right tackle, like or left tackle, yeah, like man. crazy, man, like all over the place. Um, as Although he didn't have the splash plays, I thought Josh Sweat turned in another great performance yeah. again, too. I thought better than the first game yeah, for Sweat. Both guys, uh, in, in specifically their technique, would not allow themselves to get beyond the quarterback. Like, you know, there's they are always that that kind of horseshoe uh, attack angle and if you see that you know the QB is getting a, a little too uh, or you're you're behind the QB by any chance it didn't happen last night with either guy and, and both those guys could move around so that was incredibly yeah. important and Josh and that's, Sweat that's, really that's coaching too yeah that's, that's coaching too took his guy a lot and was right in the face of whatever quarterback that was in there so that that should make you feel good and that doesn't you know if if Sweat ends up being five and Deshaun Hall ends up being four, still a good, really good rotation, mm-hmm. and I think that there's a, a lot of positives uh, again with this defensive line. I will say uh, Malik Jackson is as advertised against the run in the first couple of snaps that not I saw. Not as good was, against the run. <laughs> some, some, not as good some pretty big wide open holes, and I go, oh, okay, all right, there he is, there he is. Uh, but yeah, like you guys already know this by now, but pretty much everybody uh, sat down on the Timmy Jernigan didn't even play. Uh, last night either so it was kind of a uh, nice to see uh you know his son Ridgeway and those guys get out there and get some snaps I didn't really notice anything uh outside of that but the defensive end certainly had a, a very good game uh Rizul Douglas had a really nice play for he the sure time did. that he was in there too yeah. Cindy Jones against the third and fourth tight ends I don't know how he ended up there but you know not as not as good as he was, uh, I would say, uh, last week there too. Uh, shout out to Ross Tucker. I thought he had the a phenomenal performance. Back. He's back. Shout out to our guy making movie references right and uh, left he, in there he was too. Great. Planes, I, trains, I and automobiles, Ro- and whatever. I enjoy Ross. I enjoy the way he does what he does, and I, I thought it was a good broadcast. Uh, the uh, uh, the Mac Collins story keeps getting a little more interesting now too. Is finally gets gets some action and. This is how you make the team. I mean, it was out there with a couple of really good special teams plays. Uh, Oh, God. Wow, out of nowhere. I just ate them all up and burped them all out. Uh, More specifically, allowing the Jaguars to bump or crush each other for for one of the punt returns because Mac Hollins was so fast. But this is is no matter what you really think of him as a wide receiver, and I know – the the joke we were always doing was you know Hall, Hall of Famer Mac Collins oh, that yeah, doesn't buddy. wear gloves and all that other stuff. Um, but do you remember what was said about him on draft day when we were down in and it was in Philly and we were all there we we're on the air and what's the first thing that that you learned about Mac Collins? Great special teams player, right there. You know, it wasn't like uh, the it wasn't the his wide receiver to- bills. It wasn't. <laughs> it was like oh then 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 it came out he's good at deep balls. Where the first yeah. thing we heard was. Maybe the best special teams player in college. Like that yep. was the first thing we heard. Like that this guy is a special teams maven. That was what we heard. Yeah. So that that makes it uh, pretty interesting. It's interesting yeah. because I think that from what we've seen, he's has not come close to being the wide receiver so far, and obviously hasn't gotten the opportunities that a Greg Ward or whatever has been this camp this preseason. But that is an incredibly important dynamic when you're talking about the fifth, sixth receiver on the roster. I do have a big problem with Matt Collins, though. Uh-oh. I don't know how to reconcile it. <laughs> 16? Like the worst fucking number for why was he a quarterback? I don't know. It is horrendous. If I'm basing it just on the numbers, not a great spot to make nope. the team there for Mac Collins. Nope. That's all I'm saying. But uh, I don't think he really had much of a choice. Uh, well, obviously he didn't. He had to get Deshaun's back his number, but still 16? Come on. I mean, 10 did really look nice on him. I'm not going to lie. It's a good but, wide receiver you know. number. 16 
is not. No, 16 is uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, maybe maybe we just found another QB just on the team. Matt Collins Hall of Famer, Joe Montana Hall of Famer, there it is. <laughs> could it be the same? So uh, the only problem with this is now, too, no. is that... It uh, could not be the same. Oh, Go well, on. Well. <laughs> uh, the, the issue is that as much as, you know, Clayton kind of came along a little little more than he did last week, it's still really hard to evaluate these wide receivers a lot of the time when it comes to that. Uh, and not that he didn't, like, he improved, but you can tell, like, it's even on the Greg Ward touchdown, not a good throw. You know, he had to go back, and, and mm-hmm. Greg Ward had to make some really tough plays. I would say, to an extent, it's uh, lessens J.J. Ortega, Whiteside's kind of, uh, or at least in the beginning, like, there was there's some really bad mistimed throws. There was one really good one, and I can't remember, I think it was towards the end of the second quarter, uh, the Jaguars were in uh, zone coverage, and it was a really nice slant throw. And uh, JJ's it was tough, very, man. T- very tight window. I He's really like JJ. He's, He's got the hands. Awesome, He's man. tough. Yeah. He, like you know, because you think about him, and we've talked a lot about him as as a red zone threat. But just as a short yardage type receiver, someone who can send into traffic and come down with the ball, he has strong hands. He's tough. He's willing to take a hit. Yeah, really impressed with JJ. Yeah, so you're far. gonna get a first down. That's like that. That was his mo, and this is gonna continue on. And I would say I'm more impressed with his deep threat ability as well. I mean, that's the the thing about I always get on people who bring up Jerry Rice with the floor forty times. Oh, Jerry ran a four. I don't know six. Eight four or, six three, I think, which or something isn't like even that, true, whatever. and like you get yeah, down exactly. this rabbit yeah, hole the, of that argument. You just, but there, this is the prime example of a guy not having Teddy Ginn speed or whatever it is, uh, and <laughs> having a guy that's what six five, six five, yeah, six four, six, six five, five right Try to, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be a four three guy when you're six five most of the time, or I don't think anybody is. I can't that think fast of a single like guy, Randy, I guess. Yeah, and Randy was like six three, but yeah, yeah Randy was that fast. Uh, but that but, that you, it's. Usain Bolt. How yeah. about that? All right. <laughs> His technique to get open is is near flawless. <laughs> I again near like, flawless I, I, as a rookie. That's what I mean. Yeah. I've been really impressed with as a rookie receiver how good he is, how buttoned yeah. up he is. Like you said, the technique, the route running, the just strong hands, all that stuff, all the stuff you worry about with rookie receivers. It just seems like. And again, we're not saying he's going to be rookie of the year. No, and like that, listen, I'm already. I've just been really impressed. Yeah, Jordan Mailata has already proven me wrong. You know, from <laughs> training camp, our eyes lie to us. You know, and listen, our eyes could be lying to us about JJ too. I just don't think they are. But I don't think they <laughs> I don't are. Don't think they are. Especially because <laughs> he's know? doing what he did in college. He's just doing it at the higher level. Speaking of which, yeah, nice little run from Miles Sanders last night. The Miles Sanders hype is starting to roll, buddy. La- ladies He's and gentlemen. He's moving up in fantasy drafts, Barchard. Uh, yeah, no, he is. And you can tell it, like Sigmund Bloom and the guys over at uh, thefootballguys.com, um, you can tell that they're starting to they've – been, they've been following everybody in Philadelphia it's trying to mark that down. They are right, by the way, fantasy-wise, most of the ADP, Jordan Howard is still above Miles Sanders. That's obviously going to change after this As week. As it should but at this point. I, uh, uh, two weeks ago, I would have yeah. taken Jordan Howard first. If I would take Miles Sanders before Jordan Howard in a fantasy draft. I'm, right I'm uh, incredibly blown away, but their ADP is somewhere around like 50 or 55. Apart? Uh, no, 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 oh, not a part. So ADP but, is fifty five, but, but they're right next to each other. It was like oh, really? Forty five, fifty, oh, or forty five, really forty eight. I wouldn't have expected both to be that high. That's yeah, awesome. I was, I was shocked by that too. So, so I will probably but, not end up with either of them in a fantasy draft. But I like, I like it. <laughs> I, it's t- Miles Sanders has to start. Yeah, like there's, it's, it's night and day, and and Elliot keeps pointing this out. Same thing happened again this week. Jordan Howard is still playing. 
deep into first quarters and they're saving Miles Sanders. I thought he had a on the I think it was on the touchdown throw to Greg Ward. I don't know if he picked up the right guy, <laughs> but he made a block. But he made a block and he uh, allowed that time to kind of get that ball out of and there. And that and that is Deuce the, loves that shit. And, and also, yeah, well, yeah, you've talked about that yeah. all the time. Uh, and also, that is the the one real position more than any other position where you throw rookies in. You yes. just say, "All right, let's go." Yeah. Like you can run, let's go. And it's just he pops. You know what I mean? It's a position where when guys pop like that, you could see it. You could see the agility. You could see the ability to cut, the speed, the burst. He just has an athleticism to him that Jordan Howard just doesn't have. And I really it's like Jordan Howard, but he just doesn't and, have it. It's almost yeah. night and day. Yeah. You go, oh, wow. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh. You're like, oh, yeah. is that? No, that's not. That's definitely not Miles Sanders. <laughs> it's what I kept saying, you know, because uh, the and this is. This is what kind of – so I bought back into it a little bit because you see him in 11 personnel and you see him in OTA, you see him in training camp, and you go, this makes sense. You know, spread it out for him. He's a bowling ball once you get him running. Absolutely. I, I'm starting to understand all this, but no, it's still back to what I thought he was when the trade happened. And I'm not saying that he's going to be bad. I'm not saying no, any of that. He'll be he a just valuable is what piece. he is. Yeah, look, he's a he, short yardage, yeah. stuff like that. Like that's you, He does different things than Miles Sanders. Yeah. He will be an asset, but – if we're just talking about which running back on this team deserves the most touches, it's Miles Sanders. Yeah, without a doubt. So I'd like to say, first and foremost, Jordan, I look forward to your season here, and uh, God bless you when you end up on the Chargers next season yeah, for you free can, agent you contract. can tell them what it's like to win a Super Bowl when you get there, Seb. <laughs> sure. How about that? Um, yeah, just some uh, some other quick notes that I uh, th- thought was pretty interesting. Doug... Getting the old challenge arm out of there. How and about it? Doug on fire with the challenges last night. Well, the Agadosi one was like a blatantly, yeah, uh, I mean, blatant. that was just a horrendous call. He clearly caught it. By the way, really quickly, was Thornton, Thorson was definitely not throwing Agadosi there. Right? No, it was I don't Ward, know who he was throwing and, and He was to. to Ward and it went over and it was a great play by Agadosi, <laughs> but just want to make sure. That was a clear challenge. But the, how about we, we saw the challenge? We saw yeah. a little... The, it's the been new, pretty the good this preseason. I like it. I've, this, is, this is something that like... I've always wanted in football, be able to, if you can be subjective about I a bunch of other 100%. different things, this should be open. Now, I know that there's there's some controversy last night with Washington. Yeah, I saw that, which was <laughs> I, unbelievable. I mean, that was like... bad call. Like, if you guys oh, didn't see it, it's... Uh, the, the, the receiver's calls, coming back into the DB, and they called it offensive pass. It one of the worst calls yeah. I've ever seen. Like, it was like, the, all the receiver was doing was going back to yeah. the football, and the, and the defensive back was in his way. Yeah. It was... It was Hard to believe that that was called in an replayed NFL. and stood and too. stood. That was so, the problem. Gruden challenged it; should have won the challenge, and yeah. it stood. And I don't, I don't get it. I yeah. don't know how that's so. Still not perfect, it's and that's not going to happen. But uh, I, I like that it's in there, and you're able to challenge these things now. I think that's going to be a positive. As much as I still want very much a human element in this game, I think it d- disrupts the flow and things like that. And I think there's probably too many rules still in the NFL when it comes to. Oh, you know what was funny? There was do you did you remember there was a catch on the sideline that uh who was it? There was a Jag, it was two a Jags receiver, took three steps inbounds, fell down out of it, and then dropped the ball out of bounds and they ruled it incomplete. Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. And 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 I do think though with the re- the Washington thing that yeah. it's kind of interesting that maybe that's a lesson that challenge more defensive pass interferences than offensive pass interferences because it is a harder call to me and that was blatant but like I'm thinking yeah. about that Dallas Goddard call which we all agree was the worst call of all time but in real time in the moment when you're watching that like again horrendous call but I feel like that's a harder call to reverse than defensive pass interference which right. is just so clear it's so obvious if a defender hits the 
receiver before the ball gets there. It's just an easy call. I feel like there's more room for interpretation in offensive pass interference. And I think this is again pure conjecture, but I think we might see less offensive pass interference calls reversed on on challenges than yeah, probably. Pass I think you're right on that. That makes that makes sense to me. It's uh, but listen. obviously per average, you know, obviously less <laughs> yes, of a challenge, yes. whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, Doug's one for one. That's uh, that's a good news uh, for the. You know, I don't know. Maybe uh, the best old, coach in football. He's can we, can yeah, we just best. say that if Doug just save all those challenges for that and not like the two yard yeah. pass completion? I, I hope Doug learned from that. I think he did. <laughs> and we're good. Um, uh, only other th- notes that I have uh, is uh, we'll get into plenty more tomorrow because uh, it's me and James on uh, Sports Damn Radio. Right. WIP. Uh, well, this this morning too. If you're oh, getting yeah. this right now, double we'll dose. be double dose there, and we'll be on. Uh, Saturday one to three, but uh, man, Orlando Skedrick did not have <laughs> didn't have a great game, and that was uh, you know against twos and threes that were happening there. So again, there's a reason why it's just a one year deal, and his name wasn't being called uh, out there. Listen, I, I don't mean to um, keep keep bragging on Clayton Thorson and this whole quarterback situation, but it's just it's not it's not great, it's you not know, great. and uh, not the best. And they just need another body in there. It's it's uh, please please and thank you. Just get somebody that has wheels too. Like if you're going to yeah, do it. well, especially for preseason games with the you know sometimes the offensive line play isn't as good as it should be and all that. Like yeah, get somebody who can move around a little bit. Still think we might be in shock. I still think that they bring in a veteran that's like okay, like a Matt Castle or okay. something. All I don't right. know. We'll see. All I right. still have that feeling. Like they 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 can't look at this and just go. I don't know. And if you if you have different thoughts on Cody Kessler, please let us know at Go Go Birds Pod. I just don't think he's he doesn't have it. You know, it's 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 not what this offense needs and it's just for two weeks and all that. It's all about Carson Wentz. Nothing but love for you, buddy. Can't wait to actually see you behind an offensive line that, that uh, you know, blocks and <laughs> all that other fun. I don't know. It's it's, it's I I've slept an hour, so so tired. <laughs> so tired <laughs> but, right now. Uh a lot of fun last night again at Sunset Social. So <laughs> I gotta say their burgers are phenomenal. Awesome, like awesome unbelievable. Burgers. But during so we're doing our Facebook live, and if you can, you can go back and watch it. One of the guys comes over with like two trays of food with you know tater tots and all this other stuff, and just like craziness. It was amazing. It wasn't for us. Nope. He came back and took it away from us. But we did get. Bur- they brought us a couple burgers, which is they nice. Did. They did. But yeah, we we were we were jacked up about that yeah. food, and then he was like, "Whoops!" And we totally, me and James, totally ate somebody else's burger. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing. It was so good that John Onion Burger yes. was like, "Oh, amazing!" <laughs> Very happy Barbecue to have eaten someone else's burger. Rings. God knows what else was yeah. on, which is something I normally don't do. And it was really good. Man, it was really Very good. good. Um, we'll have uh, plenty more, including uh, we'll check in with. You know, Elliot Short Parks says uh, he's probably at the airport right now in Jacksonville, making his way back to Philadelphia. And congratulations to him because he became an uncle for the first time. Yes. So that's why he's not going to be joining us on Sadie Saturday. Jr. Yes. The strong move of going with the junior for the daughter, uh, I think. I love that. I, I love, I think that is so cool. Shout yeah. out to Sadie Sr. and Sadie Jr. Yes. And, and um, uh, whoever the father is, because I don't know his name. So shout out to him as well. I think his name's Rick. Shout out to Rick. Let's go with Rick. Like Rick. Uh, uh, I'm excited because I know you guys were like, hey, where's all the daily pods? Where's all the back and forth? Oh, oh, the Ravens are coming into town. So starting on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, full full board of that. And then we'll get right into uh, the Ravens coming to hang out at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, that will probably be the determining factor of who ends up with the Nate Brown Award. So 
keep them coming. We'll have a big poll sometime this week, too, just to see where everybody's at and see who needs to make the team. Greg Does, Ward leader now, in the clubhouse right now, I think? I, 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 I think so. Like, the power rankings I came out changing. of last night, Greg Ward, Greg number Ward. one in my power rankings. Uh, does Mac Hollins count? No. Okay. I was just wanting to throw know, that He was on the there. Super Bowl like, team, but on the team, yeah. Yeah, and he caught a touchdown yeah. in one of the most impressive Carson Wentz games of his career mm-hmm. thus far. So, with that being said, that is James Seltzer. I'm John Barcher. Thank you so much for listening to GoBirds number 99, the Wayne Gretzky episode. The great one! Uh, right here on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds!